Welcome! This is According to Callus. This is episode 151, and it's a Wednesday, November the 3rd. And it just seems to me that we're closing in on a significant date. And I just remember, what day might that be? Oh, that's right. We'll get there when we get there. In any case, I guess things didn't work out so well in Virginia and New Jersey like some might thought they might have. And I got to say, I was a little surprised at the commentary from those that I would say are right of center. Well, this proves there's no vote tampering. This proves that there was no uh, thumb on the scale, that there's no fraud. Well, I'm really not sure how that works because they they won... Both guys apparently won by like a half a percentage point. Not sure that I buy that. I'm not sure that I buy any of it. But you know what? I also don't know. And there's no way that I'm going to know. So I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And I'm going to worry about what I can affect and the changes that I can make. So in honor of the lieutenant governor... We're going to go with Winsome Wednesday. This is Winsome Wednesday on According to Callus, episode 151, and we should be in good spirits. Well, let me just tell you, the chessboard has been rocking and rolling the last couple weeks, and lots of different things have been going on. Now, just when you think you have a plan, something comes along and scatters that plan. But that's okay. Because I ain't married to none of them. In case those of you that don't know, that is an old ad from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We adapt and we overcome. We find a new path. We do what we can with what we have. And we just keep on moving. That's something that I've been doing my entire life. And I don't plan on stopping now. Now I got to say... Life's not without disappointment and life is not without setbacks. But the fact that you pick yourself up the next day and you move on and you carry on and you do what you can is what is the mark of being a man. And I'm going to use that phrase knowing that some of y'all are going to take it the wrong way. But it's the mark of understanding that just because you get knocked down doesn't mean you're knocked out. Just because you didn't get what you thought you wanted doesn't mean that there isn't something else better or something else around the corner. I'm fairly certain that a lot of people were ready to write off certain parts of the country. They were ready to just throw in the towel. But that's never the way that you win. You can't win if you don't show up. You lose every time when you don't show up. So we have to show up. We have to continue to do the work. And sometimes things won't go our way. And sometimes they will. So, for instance, yesterday, in case you haven't heard, Alan pulled the hat trick. Some of the other local cities did very well in their election results. Unfortunately, for our friends out in Princeton, they could not stop their own personal AOC. Now, I've got to ask you, if you're in a town like Princeton... How do you get a leftist as your mayor and then re-elect said leftist as mayor? I know at least in McKinney, we believe our mayor to be a reasonable guy. We believe our mayor to be a good moderate. At least the vast majority of the voters do. 
So that makes sense to me. I understand that. And I, I can wrap my head around that. But what I don't understand is how you can have a little town like Princeton, which is growing rapidly, get a leftist and then send her back for some more. How does that happen? Why does that happen? I suspect there was a lot of voter apathy there. No, I don't think it was voter fraud. I think it was voter apathy. If you don't show up at the polls, you're not showing up to the fight. If you don't show up to the fight, you lose. You got disqualified. You got eliminated because you didn't put in the effort. You didn't put in the time. And this is a reoccurring theme on this show, right? If you want good people to run for office, you have to support them. If you want good people to basically put a halt on their own life and their own plans to go do this thing, it's a sacrifice. It's a big deal. But you have to be willing to support them. Sometimes it means give money. Sometimes it means go work for them. Sometimes it means do both. Sometimes it means just giving moral support. Give the guy a phone call or give the lady a pat on the back or shake their hand and tell them thank you when you see them. You know, we have a pretty good delegation out of Collin County. We really do. They go down to Austin. They represent us. Oh, we're, you know, we're not always happy with everything that happens. We get disappointed from time to time. But on the whole, on the, on, on the big picture, they do what we want them to do. They, they're largely in line with what we desire. So I, I caution you, be careful what you wish for. You go and run somebody off that's actually doing the work, somebody that's you know, paid their dues to have some influence, and you start all over again, you might not like what happens. Likewise, you trust somebody that you don't know to do the right thing, but you don't hold them accountable. And then they don't do the right thing and you still don't hold them accountable. Why would you be surprised when they continue to do the thing that is not the right thing? Why would you be surprised when they continue to do what they want to do? This is just a word of caution going forward because there's the old phrase, he may be a son of a gun, but he's our son of a gun. That needs to be the rule. You see, I've had the last year now, for the first time in the better part of it, well, actually, not quite a decade, that I have not been a precinct chair in the Republican Party of Collin County. And it's been a big challenge for me. There's been a lot of things that have gone down. There's been a lot of things that were controversies that I would have loved to comment on firsthand that I would have loved to have been involved in intimately right then and there when it was going on. But as a non-precinct chair, you're not recognized. You have no voice. And I don't have a problem with that because I kind of think that's the way it should be. The precinct chairs make up the governing body called the executive committee for the Collin County Republican Party. And they're supposed to lay out how the party functions and what the party wants to do. But they also count on the chairman to carry out their wishes, just like we count on our elected officials to carry out our wishes. Sometimes things happen and they're just, it's not a way to work together. Unfortunately, that's what happened in Collin County. The chairman and the executive committee just couldn't work together anymore. So we've got a way forward. We'll see what happens. Come this next Monday, we will have a new chairman.
I can tell you right now, there are two good choices. And when you're there on Monday, you'll have two good choices. There may very well be other choices, but you'll have two good choices. And I'm a firm believer you should always have a choice. You shouldn't have something given to you and be told this is the best there is. You shouldn't be told there were no other choices. You should always have choices. Whether it was a city council race, where there was one choice until I got in the race, and then another Democrat joined me, and by another, I mean another person who was a Democrat joined me, and then we had a three-way race. Whether it's a state representative that runs unopposed. Now, I'm all for a primary challenge to somebody that you're unhappy with. Do it. It's better than sitting at home griping. It's better than going to the uh, executive committee saying so-and-so is terrible. Why do we always support them? Well, if they're that bad, run against them. If you beat them, great. If you don't, then the party told you who they wanted, or at least the Republican voters told you who they wanted. Then it's over. Once the primary is decided, you move on. You take your team and you go. Sometimes it's not always the team you want, but it's the team you have, and you take them to the battle. So, Collin County is going to get an extra person to join the team, and actually we're going to get a replacement person to join the team. HD70 is no longer McKinney North. It's down in Plano. And like I said, we got a good young man that's going to run, and there's potentially one or two other people going to throw their hat in the ring. Great. You're going to have potentially multiple good choices if you're a Republican in Plano to help and run and support. In McKinney, you know, the west side of McKinney, East Frisco, and all points north, you're going to have at least two good choices running for that house seat. So you have to think to yourself, which guy better suits my needs? And I say guy because currently right now, everybody running is male. Now, if there's a lady out there that would like to run for HD 61, please step up. Get in the race. We need good representation. We need to have choices. And I expect that the Democrats will run a candidate in each and every race. And I think that's good too. Not because I want the Democrats to win, but because it focuses everybody. It reminds us what we're doing and why we're doing it. Why it matters to be a Republican rather than not a Republican. Why constitutionalism, why liberty matter. It's because that's what keeps Texas great. That's what makes Texas greater because as they continue to restrict liberty in the other states, Texas, fortunately at this point, is doing it slower than the others. Now, again, you have a choice. Not only do you have Aaron Sorrells running in the lieutenant governor's race, we now have Daniel Miller. That's right. The president of the Texas Nationalist Movement has thrown his hat in the ring. So now you have two good choices to replace Lieutenant Dan. Now, hey, look, if you love Lieutenant Dan and you think he's doing great, good. Go support him. Vote for him. I'll take either one of those guys over Lieutenant Dan. Hey, and if Lieutenant Dan wins, he's our guy and we move forward. It's just the way it is. You know, and the same thing could be said. I've been very clear since the beginning. ABA was my way of thinking about this. And I got to tell you, my preference is for Don Huffines. But if Greg Abbott wins, 
Greg Abbott's our guy. We move on. That means the majority of the Republican voters think that whatever he did, no matter how egregious we think it is, didn't matter enough to replace him. We don't have to like it. We don't have to be enthusiastic about it. But we have to understand that's our team. We picked them. We run with them. It's kind of sobering at times, isn't it? Because we have to settle for the lesser of evils. And as my libertarian friends are fond of pointing out, and actually the constitutional party guys do, the lesser of two evils is still evil. Again, be careful what you wish for. If we're not running good candidates, we're not going to have good representatives. And sometimes even the best representative, after spending an extended period of time either in Austin or D.C., becomes less than. And when they become less than, we would hope they would retire. We would hope that they would hang up their hat, but most of them don't. They get addicted to their power, the money, the influence. And I guess I understand it to a certain extent, but then we have to remind them, hey, your time's up. You need to come on home. Again, that happens when we run good candidates. Now, let's talk about that. How do we get good candidates? Well, if you're in the Republican Party, Even in Collin County, you know that we have not done a great job of recruiting and building new candidates. We haven't created a pool of candidates. We have not created, oh, I want to think, what's the baseball turn? Oh, it just escaped me. We don't have a farm team. There we go. That's the phrase I was looking for. The farm team are people that are capable interested and willing to run we need to be putting them out there we need to give them face time we need to give them opportunities get to know people to network we need to be building them up we need to create new candidates going forward that means we have to run people in every race good constitutional republicans we need to be open about it say hey this is our preferred candidate we're going to run them School board, city council, Collin College board. I mean, at some point, we're going to have to put somebody on the commissioner's court. You think a rookie is going to be able to do that? I have my doubts, but it's possible. It would be nice if we had somebody that we had brought up and that we'd groomed to be an excellent representative to the people. But maybe it's a slightly different slot and we can get somebody new in there. Don't know. Well, we won't know if we don't start looking for good candidates. If we're not going to find people that are viable, that have something to say, that bring things to the table, that are articulate, that are fair, that actually can feel comfortable in conflict. We need to look for those people. We need to build them up. We need to educate our people. You know, one of the things that I got to do this last uh, month, I went to a, I guess a seminar would be an overstatement, let's call it a class on Robert's Rules. Now, for those of you that are not familiar, Robert's Rules is how most meetings are governed. Most meetings use a version of Robert's Rules or a limited um, interpretation of it to make sure that the meeting is done fairly, to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to speak and everybody gets an opportunity to be heard, both sides. The minorities are respected, and by that I mean minority uh, population. <laughs> Boy, I've just fallen all over myself on that one. The, the people that have the minority opinion, how about that? 
The people that are not of the majority opinion, they get an opportunity to be heard and given a fair shake. That's why Robert's Rules exists. And if you don't know how it works, you're at a disadvantage. Now, Robert's Rules can be used to gum up the works. Robert's Rules can slow things down dramatically. And sometimes that's beneficial. If you've got an, a leader or a you know a group of people that are trying to shove through a bunch of rules or a bunch of uh, candidates and a slate or just trying to make radical changes, using Robert's Rules to slow that down and make them prove it out and give them an opportunity to argue why this is actually a good idea is a very opportune thing to do. I don't fault anybody for doing it. You know, one of the other things that we should be looking at as we move forward in the, when we have our candidates and we build them up and we have an education branch, think of the things we can do when we're working together. We have to work together to win. If you're not working on the same thing, Maybe that's a problem. When you have people that have divergent views, to a certain point you accept it because everybody's different. To a certain point you say, well, that's within the scope of what I think or that's close enough. I'm not, I'm not going to argue about you know two percentage points. But as somebody said, you know, I was with you 80% of the time, but that other 20% of the time, <laughs> man, I was abusing you. Yeah, that's the guy that needs to go. And I wish I could take credit for that because I heard it a slightly different version, a little bit more uh, colorful, shall we say, but very appropriate. Yeah, you have to be sure. Was this deviation, was this bad vote, was this bad action worthy of being a deal breaker? And for me, there's only a couple things that I would call a legitimate deal breaker as far as somebody I would be willing to support. But you need to determine for yourself, just what's the deal breaker? What, what's the point you can't justify somebody doing something different? If you don't know, you need to figure that out. That's important, particularly in politics. Because nobody's ever going to agree with you 100%. And boy, if they did, that should be concerning to you because we don't have a bunch of drones, particularly in the Republican Party. We value creativity of thought, we value difference of opinion, we value different thought processes. Now, we like the fact that when we generally agree on things, but there are different ways to arrive at a same answer. Unless, of course, it's math, in which case there's typically only one or two good ways to get to an answer. Unless you do the new math, in which case you don't actually know what in the world you're doing until you find an answer. But generally, if it's a philosophical idea or a practical way of looking at things, there are more than one way of looking at that because it can give you that same answer. And you have to be willing to take a win when you're given a win. It reminds me of what happened down in Plano ISD. So they had a vote, had to do with the mask mandate, right? And um, there was no way they were going to shoot down the mask mandate in its entirety. But we had one guy, and I mentioned this at the time, but I'm going to bring it back up. We had one guy, Cody Weaver, steps in and says, hey, look, I'll go along with this whole mandate business. But if we're going to do that, we have to allow for all these exemptions. If we have these exceptions, then I can go along with this. You, you craft a deal to where everybody looks like they won. The reality is, 
if you value your liberty, if you value personal choice, that's a win for you. All you got to say is, I'm claiming this exemption and I don't have to do this. Unfortunately, we all know how bureaucracy works and they'll find a way to not allow your exemption or to disprove of that exemption or to limit more exemptions later. Yeah, we know that. But at a certain point, this is going to pass. At a certain point, we're going to be done with this. We're going to quit worrying about something that, quite frankly, is pretty much over with already. We're going to quit spending time on something that we have now spent far too much time on. Before we go down that uh, rabbit hole, let me just bring it back. This is, after all, a Winsome Wednesday. And on Winsome Wednesday, we're celebrating the wins. And there were a lot of them. It was an off-election on an off-election year. And those that would be right of center, those that would call themselves conservatives or constitutionalists, they have a lot to be happy about. We're in a good spot. We can't let it go to our head. We can't take our foot off the gas. We can't just uh, assume that it's all done now because it is not. But this puts us in a positive light. This gives us a hopeful future. We need to seize on this. We need to build on this. We need to remember that with every victory, there is another opportunity for defeat. Just because you won this battle doesn't mean you can't win the follow-up or lose the follow-up battle, right? You don't get to win every battle, but every battle you win is one that you didn't lose and that lessens your cost, in theory, unless it's a fire rig victory. And if you don't know what that is, please go look up. <sighs> Suffice it to say, Tuesday was pretty good for us. It could have been a lot better for the folks out in Princeton. And we need to come up with a strategy to prevent that from happening going forward. We need to find a way to provide help, reinforcement, if you will, to those that are outside of the sphere of the big four. Collin County is a very quickly changing county. Well over a million residents, dramatic changes in just the last decade. And we need to stay active. We need to be paying attention we need to adapt. The question is, is how do we do that? Well, there's a lot of different answers there. And I'm sure some of those will come up on the next executive committee meeting, which is November the 8th. So all I'll say for right now is this is the Winsome, Winsome Wednesday. It is the 3rd of November. This is episode 151, and I'm glad to be back. I'm going to try and bust out at least two more episodes this week. Why? Because I can. And as they say, this is According to Callus. I will see you on the other side. And have a good night.